Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Show. Joining me today, Commander Phyllis. Hi, hi, hi. Chief Engineer Guy Halford. Mm, I don't know. No, I'm having that. <laughs> no. My name is Guy Halford, plain and simple. Thank you very much. And the special guest stars, Tom Flavon and Kat. I forgot your surname. It's not an interesting surname. <laughs> welcome to the Geeky Brummy Show. Thank you very Thank much for having us. We're excited to be here. Do you want to introduce yourselves and where you're from? I think you should introduce us because your name is on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're Cat and Tom, and we do a podcast called Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities, where I pitch various conspiracy theories, paranormal shit, fun stuff, curious things, and Tom and I goes now. <laughs> Just that is your only word allowed. <laughs> you're like you're like. Consuela in Family Guy. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that was different, like, inflections of that than nuance, but it's, it's just math, basically. Uh, so where did we meet? Tinder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine our profile? Orslot and Keith, like, in the corner of the Do you remember when Tinder did group, meet, like, groups? I still do. Do they? Do they? Like I remember a huge thing. There was like no, it was like groups. Of, like if it was like a group of lads on an night out, they'd like oh. put a group profile together so that then they could like like meet up with like a group of girls who were maybe on the night out in like this, on the oh, same. That's, like, uh, on that's the same a sex party. Like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know how successful it is. Because, honestly, I mean, I just feel like the gays are better at organising like group hookups. The thing that people are dating if you have to use a group photo, you know you're not doing the most attractive member of that. <laughs> that's an immediate swipe left for me. If it's a, if, it, if I'm sorry, if I have to do like where's Wally to find out which one I'm going to date with, it's a no. It's a no for me. But I'm so sorry, I interrupted. Where? Where? <laughs> <laughs> Normal. <laughs> it's a regular podcast. <laughs> I just like to confirm that it was not Tinder or any yeah, other it wasn't uh, alternate it wasn't Bumble or Bumble. What's that? That's a that... scruff. Never mind that. Anyway, that. No, uh... no, 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 no. Bumble is now. Bumble's like Tinder, where like the the woman has to be the one to yeah. S- like it's basically a, to filter out like creeps. Me- you're so you're allowed to match, but the woman has to message first. So um, that, like a guy, because a guy's message first is always like, "Look at my dick." <laughs> so it's to stop that essentially. Yeah. Is no, that not is that not your first message on Tinder? I mean, I like to think I have some class. <laughs> but you, the thing is, this look is, at my tattoo. This and is my <laughs> this is what everyone else gets wrong about Tinder. You cannot send photos on Tinder, oh. so you can't send a dick yeah. unless it's an ASCII version. Or like, <laughs> like <laughs> the, or unless it's like the aubergine emoji. That's the only penis you can literally send on Tinder. Or can you send, send like an that. injure link? Or, or <laughs> they have a well, you post your penis they, on the website somewhere. They have a cloud giphy. penis posting. <laughs> they have a giphy keyboard. So if you get creative, maybe I, I don't know. You know, there's always that one of the train going into the mountain and then it like goes mm. in and in again. That's confounding. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we got distracted again. <laughs> I mean, it didn't take us long to get the light into the gut, did it really? So, and it, it was... wasn't me. <laughs> for you, for a change. No. So sorry. I think it was my fault that time. But we met at the Birmingham Podcast Festival. Yes, we did. Organised by Mark. Mr. Stedman, yes. And, and John Bounds, I believe. Yeah. Yes. He used to run Birmingham It's Not Shit. Oh. Remember that website? That's, that's literally <laughs> how I, whenever I say I live in Birmingham, that's how I say it. I say, I live in Birmingham. It's not shit. <laughs> it's now called Paradise Forum, but it originally was called Birmingham. It's not shit. Which is a great name for a website. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. But yeah, so we, so we met at the festival. Mm-hmm. and We were your warm-up. 
Yeah, we basically were. Well, we, there was we a like lot the... of acts during the day. I don't think it went in order of... We were like the rubbish <laughs> indie band that's like in its first year. They've just released their single. It's getting a little bit late over on Radio 3. Yeah, but like those bands tend to have the lasting appeal, so we'll be, we'll be kicking around still. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise this podcast was going to be like a battle. <laughs> like a it's promo. Like it's like the whole video from, you know, like Run DMC. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, we're Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because we were white and hair. <laughs> <laughs> I have often thought of this as really MC, Catherine. Wow. <laughs> That's definitely... And now it's our chance yeah. to prove ourselves. Yes. But yeah, so it, we, we, we met at the festival, and mm. of, we, you did such a great live show with your conspiracy theory about Beyonce faking her pregnancy. Mm. And yeah, we just thought, what a great crossover that would make between mm. our two podcasts. Effectively, we just want to see your fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like you've got more Twitter followers than us, so if anything, it's going to be us stealing yeah, your like, fans. Like following Windows and Blind companies and then following you back doesn't really count. Does it? <laughs> hey, if, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> and if you do want to quote us for Windows and Blinds, you know where to send the DMs to. Guy underscore Halford. Every follow counts. Yes. I mean, I feel like a new follower. I send them a nude as thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>, you laugh. <laughs> so we usually do a little bit of feature called "How Are You," which basically just where what have been up to this week? Any interesting stories? So, Kat, do you want to start us off? Have you been up to anything interesting this week? Interesting stories, yeah. Um, oh no, put on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm moving up to York, so I'm trying to find somewhere to live, and basically it's all just creepy dudes advertising on spare room. Like it's a low price. Clearly, cost. You'll be paying in kind. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been trying to find non-creepy housing. In York? Yeah, yeah. Why York? I'm moving there to study. I'm doing a master's up there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what are you studying? Mathematical physics. Ooh. I have no further questions. <laughs> I have a York-related question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... It's not, is it about the Yorkie chocolate bar? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> well, it's a... People, men especially from Yorkshire, they refer to themselves as a, a Yorkshireman, like that, like a mud, M-U-N, I'm a Yorkshireman. Or, what is that about? I don't understand okay, that. Okay, I, I haven't ever lived there, so I'm moving up there, I know nothing about I, it. I have Tom lived there. I have never heard anyone refer to themselves as a Yorkshireman, <laughs> but I didn't go around asking people, like, how would you refer to yourself in a regional way? So, Hey, you person from know. here, where do you live? Well, I'm a Yorkshireman. I mean, that's the same as, like, a... Uh, a Welshman or a Scotsman or an Englishman. Yeah, but that's like a Welshman or a Scotsman. They go a Yorkshireman. That's because it's called that, an, an accent, accent guy. I just, I just don't get. I think, I think, I think, it, I think it's from Michael Parkinson. I think this isn't so much a question as just a time when we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does get me about Yorkshire people? They call it God's own country, like God's specially carved Yorkshire. It's <laughs> one place in the world where God loved, and that was Yorkshire, mainly because they have hills. He carved it, but he failed to put any decent bus routes there. Pretty I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much. I, I don't really remember much about him going, apart from my friend was trying to impress a girl on a date there, and he tripped over his own shoelace and fell on the road. And that's my memory of Yorkshire. <laughs> so anyway, to return to what was it? Cat, have you been to make sure you tie your shoelaces in Yorkshire, there you we're not, sound advice. <laughs> we're not dodging perverts who own houses. Have you been up to anything else? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on holiday from uni at the moment, so that's pretty much all I've been doing. I've been learning, well, I just finished an exam in like special relativity, so that's been fun. 
I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it's like general relativity is for the, like the proles, for people who can understand. No, general relativity is actually the correction for special relativity, yeah. So you've got like new- Newtonian spe- relativity, which is like Newton physics. And that's E equals got... MC squared. No, 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 that's special relativity. That's special you've got relativity. this all. It's been a good 15 years since I was inside a classroom. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to give it a <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Brian? <laughs> it's like Big Bang Theory. I'm coming to an end with my learning. <laughs> Thank God. I'm glad that show's over. Uh, I mean, Jim Parsons can go and actually be a good actor elsewhere. I um, always feel so sorry for Johnny Galecki because it was supposed to be his show. And which he got one's that? He's like Leonard. Sure, uh, Leonard. Uh, it was supposed to be his show. He was supposed to be the main character. Mm. And then Jim Parsons just comes in and urkles him into the corner. Oh. But that's because, I mean... The character is heinously annoying, but Jim Parsons is a fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know what? No, I am not. I am not getting off topic. <laughs> We're not segueing again. He's also Tom Cabon, how are you? He's also, I'm okay. I'm okay. Don't start talking about Big Bang Theory, guy. I'm okay. <laughs> I was gonna say he also makes a very good Muppet. <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> he was in the Muppet. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Tom. Yeah, yeah. Really would make a Oh my god, Tom. <laughs> Would be an amazing Muppet. <laughs> we already have Tom in Muppet form. It is Elmo. Oh, I want Elmo. No, no. Tom um, likes to think that he's edgy, so. Yeah, I'm more like Gonzo. Would you want to be Sam the Eagle? Someone with a bit of edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. That's definitely. That's why to our friend, our guest, Tom, looks like a Muppet. <laughs> anyway, Tom, what so are you So I'm not being called a Muppet. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've been alright this week. I I was ill on Tuesday, but annoyingly I was ill as soon as I got to work <sighs> and not before I'd already like gone in. So I got to go home, but I basically still had to do the commute um, whilst feeling uh, rubbish. And that's the thing, when you're at work, it's like, do I really want to just go home now? It's like, I'm ill, and you all have to share my illness. Yeah, you <laughs> sure you've, you've missed the, the, the benefit of like a nice lie-in. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I got to... You know, go back to bed when I got home, but I still had to sit on a train with greasy people. Honestly, yeah. like having a job sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, I'm never, I'm never getting a job. No. I'm just going to say you forever. This is no. I, mean, I don't think anyone would do that. No. Yeah. I just bump into you in coffee shops all over, <laughs> all over Birmingham randomly. He should yeah. just get a job as a barista, really, shouldn't he? <laughs> he's the Gunther of geeky brewery. <laughs> Never call me that again. <laughs> so, what illness was it? If you don't want to, uh, it was it was just a migraine. Um, so it was just they're rubbish. Yeah, you don't actually look ill or anything. You just like yeah. feel and go. But it's great because it means you get to fake it really easily. So my my tip for this is don't stop listening now. Anybody who is ring in the first thirty seconds of waking up because you always sound terrible. No matter how well you are, as soon as you wake up and you want to ring in sick, do it straight away. That is so true because it's when you answer, like if your phone rings while and wakes you up, and you like have to answer it while trying to sound like you've not just woken up, it is impossible. You always sound like Father Jack. You're like, like yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> what? <coughs> Sorry. Um, hi. Yeah. Philip speaking. What? So they they seem to think that you're the guy from Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> But, it's yeah. not, but you do sound the worst as soon as you wake up, your mouth's all dry, 
you, you, you sound, seems not have woken up with you sometimes. You, you do sound like a, a coke addict with a chest infection, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Snotcast. <laughs> but that's my tip. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I got there, and as soon as I got there, I, I laid, you know, the groundwork of being like, oh, yeah, I don't feel very well. <laughs> and then allowed it to, you know, fester for an hour. Wait, you were just sitting there, like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I was <laughs> genuinely not feeling well, but I was like, I was making sure to show it, you know what I mean? You know, do it performatively. Um, I mean, yeah. your improv skills must have worked perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain about your improv for Geek Room listeners? Uh, yes, on? weekly I go to a pub and entertain literally tens of people by <laughs> uh, pretending to be trees, animals, and people with problems, um, and in, in a loud voice. And it's uh, a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun, um, and it, it's you know it's a good skill to have. But can we give you a situation? Oh no! no this is not how it works. We need we need a location and an occupation. Okay, you also need a performance setting. Okay, you're 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 at a famous landmark. You spent a quantity on an ice cream product, and then you dropped it on the floor. How do you act in that situation? Go. You're just relating what happened to you last week. <laughs> this was guy at Warwick Castle being very upset. He dropped his magnum. Oh, that is really sad. That is, that is sad. In fact, it's so sad I can't. I can't turn that into comedy. It's um, it's turning into drama. It's such a visceral experience. I can't. Yeah, can't do it. How have you guys been this week? What have you been up to? Watching Ryan put potato wedges on a plate. That's what you, you may have some noise in the background. That is me is rearranging the potato wedges. <laughs> I think me and Phil just zoned completely in. That we were like, like, this is great. It was a little bit mesmeric. It was like an ASMR YouTube video. Oh my god! It's like with like that with that thirteen year old girl is just like chomping with her mouth open. Have you seen the one where she just puts her face on bread? No, my favourite. My favourite is when she takes a sip from her drink and then she's about to put it down and then she raises it and like taps her fingers against it and, and smiles as if she's like endorsing it. <laughs> what are you watching? At Life with Mac. Right. Yeah. It's it's get into it. She's gone viral. Right. The, the gays have made her famous. Okay. What did she do that's so? I, I like she how you just like the gays. <laughs> we are responsible what? for so much. And like, you know what? A little bit of gratitude would be great. <laughs> I can just imagine a private Twitter poll in a group called the gays, <laughs> and you vote up or down. You do know that we are all on an epic group chat, and we talk yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> it. Sounds like the Illuminati or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we decide when, as and when, Nicki Minaj is going to be cancelled. That's me. I am dark gay. It's <laughs> all something in a sense. Unfold the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been good. So Phil's going first then, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to try to get this train back on track. Um, so um, I went to a Prince tribute act. Wow. On Friday night, what? That was pretty amazing. That sounds. It, it was. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was Prince, I, I wore my best blouse and I drank red wine and I danced around. It was. It was amazing. Oscar's Prince. Well, no, but like you know what? <laughs> He's dead. If I wanted to have Prince before me, I would have to go to a fortune teller. <laughs> or or go to California or Minnesota with a spade. Well, yeah. I don't really have the budget or the inclination for either of those things because yeah. this was at Birmingham Symphony Hall, which is just up the road from my gaff. Sorry, so, Symphony Hall? Yeah. yeah. For a tribute, not for like, a, like a pub. 
Well, it was okay. I thought you meant like a backroom. No, okay, oh. so it wasn't just like a guy who looks like Prince. It was the Prince experience, and it was like a ten-piece band with like amazing live musicians and a load of um, singers, and they all took it in turns to like sing the hits and stuff. So it was more of just like a live uh. show. And they were amazing. I, want to know I was the youngest people. person in that room by about 10 years. Yeah. I want to know how many people who are massive Disney fans turned up to that for the completely wrong end of the stick and were very disappointed. I mean, like, the hopefully many. <laughs> the Prince Experience, I have the fake power generation. You know, there's, there's better names. It's like seeing Fred Zeppelin, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I love that Fred Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> bootleg Beatles. Yeah. But no, that I mean, yeah, it was it was fun. That's so yeah. that that's how I've been. So about. what they should call the Prince Experience is Duke. Just go down a little. Oh, yeah, something like that. Viscount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That should that would work better. It would take a, a moment of explaining that and yeah. feel like on a poster. If you have to explain it, mm, yeah, that's, that's yeah, we could do it. the Prince logo but with a Viscount biscuit at the top. <laughs> that's a that's a that's what's a thing. What's a Prince logo? Am I missing out? Well, there was a time when he he stopped being referred to as Prince. He was just the artist formerly known as Prince, and he just wanted to be known as this symbol. And it's basically like you know, like the male symbol, like the circle. Yeah, yeah, it was like an onk with a bit stuck on with the like oh, swirly gosh. arrowy bits. And yeah. like, I mean, I I have no idea how many like forty something women have that tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> he was the first emoji, wasn't he? He, he made himself. He the was, first, oh my god, yes. he was. Uh, yeah. I mean, hieroglyphics were probably earlier, but, you know... To... I, 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 if you told me that Prince was born in, like, you know, the old kingdom of ancient Egypt, I would believe um, you. He would mm. sleep in a pyramid. He would be a man who would sleep in a pyramid. Yeah. yeah. Along with all Maybe he's a time He, he and Cleopatra definitely threw down. Coming after like, <laughs> Because this is the thing, like, every, I, I, like every, everyone would have... Would have, would have I'm assuming Prince. oh, yeah, Princess yeah. Cleopatra and not the band from the 90s. Oh no, they would have too. Slimming up in Macking Denim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you've given them far too much airtime than they deserve, to be honest with you. I don't know. So how, how's everyone else? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're getting down a time travel hole and we need to ask everyone else. Guy, Guy, what have you been I contributed to a pub quiz win. Um, 20 out of 20 on the music round. Oh. And then, like, we were getting the, 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 the questions, like, boom, straight on it. And they were the fastest team. It was us. And the guy, the guy presenting to me, you look at you and Jude. I went, no, I'm just a DJ. That was so smug <laughs> saying it's kind of like, no. Was it, oh, MVD. <laughs> was it one of the lovely stupid away speed quizzes? It was, yeah. Was he, he, was, he was. He's a lovely bloke. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I was a bit smug about what I was saying. At the end of the round, but 20, it got us the win. By the end of round three, we were 50 odd points ahead of everybody else. And we were thinking in round four, we could just throw this if we want to. We're still going to win. We've still got this in the bag. And I got us the team an extra 20 points by knowing that TJ from Recess his first name was Theodore what, what random information my head has taken in there I feel like that's one of those points. things where how cool it was that you experienced was not how cool people thought it was <laughs> like when you delivered your I'm a DJ line I imagine you felt really cool but the guy talking to you was just like Okay. <laughs> what a break. <laughs> this is comic book guy, but the music version. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm a worthy addition to a quiz team, especially when it comes to the music round. Well, next time that Ryan's work hosts one, maybe we can be on team together because Dave Massey ditched me and I had to do it by myself. Hashtag Roman. 
<laughs> See, he's he's become a prince now. He's he's not Dave Massey anymore. He gets described at events as Bromauer. That's it. That's all the name is. I like that though. So it's like it's kind of like it's not two tickets for Dave Massey. It's two tickets for Bromauer. He's not a name. He's a brand. Yes. Oh. He's a brand that ditched me at the pub quiz when I had to do it by myself. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to get one of those Supreme logo shirts, but with Bromauer written on it, just so he can pose all around Birmingham. <laughs> I was inside Optimus Prime. I bet you were. Pause. Pause. Rewind. Explain. I have an image in my mind and it needs to be scoured away. So I went to see the lovely people at Transformers Nation, which is a residential Transformers convention which I've been attending for the last few years. And did you slip them £10 and say, give me 15 minutes for them? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Paul Manafort before we get any further. Oh my god. No. Um, so they had some of the vehicles out there so Transformers Car Hire was there so they had a couple of versions of Bumblebee they had Barricade from the film and the official Hasbro Optimus Prime truck was there and I got to record the intro for our YouTube video of seeing inside Optimus Prime that is and I got to pull Optimus Prime's horn (laughs) (laughs) that costs extra (laughs) when I pulled it all the cleaners in the hotel ran to the windows to see what it was oh my god Ryan, what happened when we were recording an interview? <laughs> you explain this. All right, so I'm like, still too angry. To right, so we, we, you know, like when you're making media and like put stuff on the YouTube channel, give you from a YouTube channel, don't watch. Um, you know, there's a lot of effort involved. You set up the camera. You know, you want to make sure everything's all perfect. Ryan's been doing a series of interviews with Scott about the, the Transformers car to get into the final interview, and uh, it's all set up. The interview starts. It's a nice shot. Anyway, there's this girl bumbling around. And um, she's like, she stops. She sees the interviews taking place. She looks. She looks at me, Viv, and my friend Phil. And, it's and like, looks at the gigantic <laughs> vacant chasm behind you that she could walk through. Yeah, like a massive space. And sees the camera on tripod. She grins. She stops again for a second. And then she decides, no, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to make a go <laughs> at it. And she goes, walks through. However, you know, we could potentially still use the footage with the girl going through, you know. It would have looked a bit weird, but she would have passed a bit. But no, no. In her head, at that time, she thought, I'm going to stop. She turns to the camera. Lifts her hand up. Sorry. And then carries on. on. Ryan's mic drops down like a a, a sad boner. (laughs) Even even the guy I was interviewing just went... <sighs> Should we start from the top? And then she just walks off like, really sorry. But it's not like, yeah, you should be. She, had, she did have a face in the hand and she was like pretty much dry heaving in front of her friends because she was like, oh, why did I, I not believe I did that? It's kind of like, yeah, well, there is a thing about going around. You know, it's, oh, God. It was excruciating. That's like when, you know, like if you're in like, you know, a popular like tourist place, and you're you almost accidentally walk in front of someone taking a photo of people. Don't you do that anymore? And you kind of like jump out. Like <laughs> it's like if you jumped into the middle of the photo and like got your baps out or something. It's just like, what are you thinking? Talking of my favourite ever experience of people being inside photos, guy, when we were at the uh, the beautiful. What bear- have I done? No, when we when we, <laughs> when we visited the bears in Birmingham. Remember when we had all the beautiful yeah. bears? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were nice. Yes. So, Guy, Laura... So nice that you'd want to take a picture of all of the bears. Yes. So Guy, Laura, 
my beautiful wife, I am. Well, you didn't say my beautiful girlfriend, though, like our oh, guy, Laura, my beautiful wife. <laughs> You're the... supposed to say my beautiful girlfriend. I don't. I think it would be weird if he said Yeah, I think that would be Ryan's wife, my girlfriend, and my beautiful Ryan. Whereas, yeah. <laughs> and my mother as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it a little bit weirder. There's this guy who pretty much shouted at me to get out from t- <laughs> being in front of one of the bears. Because he decided the last day the bears were open for viewing in this private area with children running around everywhere was the best time for him to bring his camera and tripod and try and take a still photo of all the bears. No shouted at me. So that, that was it for you then? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not having that. He's not shouting at my friend. Not when I'm here. <laughs> so what did you do, Glenn? Um So I, I literally stalked him around the place and every time he took a picture of a bear, I was there in the background playing <laughs> my evil stare, ruining every picture. And I've got a hell of a scowl on me. So. You didn't clock it for the first 30 or 40 bears. <laughs> so I'm looking around at his slideshow at home. He's just pictures of Guy in his leopard print coat. I wish I was wearing that. <laughs> it's it's going to look like... He's been haunted. Yeah. <laughs> I did. He wasn't there when I took the photo. Haunted by the ghost of a 70s glam rock star. <laughs> it was beautiful though, wasn't it? Alright, I think it's time to move on before we get segued again. Cat and Tom, I'm going to introduce you to one of our longer running features that we've had on Geeky Brummy Podcast. It is weird news. So what usually happens is I pick a couple of new weird news stories that I've found over the week from the internets and these guys pick out which one they want to discuss about and what's their favourite I, I like how he kind of like says it like it, we, we like, this is some kind of mastermind idea that he's ever thought of before like oh some weird news here's uh, some chat about it you know have, like, you, have you ever seen a panel show <laughs> <laughs> do you end up talking about all the weird news stories or is there just one left of mystery yeah no we just we end up talking about more I mean we, don't worry, you, never you, have you a... will be sated by the yeah. end okay. okay. Right, so I'll read the headlines to you first so we can pick which first one I'm going to go uh, So the first one is Potty Mouth Parrot Stuck on Roof in Edmonton. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the second one is Pope Francis in Ireland, colon, giant drive through confession box allows Catholics to repent decades of sin in seconds. <gasps> Next one, Dad writes horrible CV for his typical 16-year-old daughter ahead of her GCSE results. <laughs> um, okay. That one. <laughs> questions. And the final one is, lost in space, why people have this hots for this Netflix robot. <laughs> oh, I've been watching the space thing. I remember that, when like when that series first dropped, and within a week, everyone was like, yeah, we want to, like, that robot fucks. <laughs> so do we want parrots, popes, CVs, or robots? I'm on board with the CV. I want a CV. I want to hear about that awful dad, yeah. Yes. I mean, like, t- we are recording on GCSE day, so I feel like it's yeah. kind of appropriate. Oh, is it GCSE day? Apparently, yeah. You want tonight? So this is from metro.co.uk. Purveyors of course it is. Who wrote it? Martin Berg Olsen. Martin Berg Olsen. They are all names. I am all about it. Wait, it's his first name, Martin Berg. No, it's Martin. <laughs> it's Martin, Martin as in Martin McCutcheon. Okay. I am Martin Berg. That's Martin Berg. Maybe Martin Berg is like the lost Olsen brother. <laughs> so actually, Kate and Mary had their children's TV career. Elizabeth and the Mooty. Martin Berg. Who's <laughs> 
God, I bet the Olsons hate Elizabeth, don't they? Yeah. Like, they were so famous, and then now she's just like, oh yeah. my god, she's wiping the floor with their skinny... <laughs> it's like, it's, I'm famous, and I can still eat. Yeah. Oh, Ryan! <laughs> I know, I bet Elizabeth's like, guys, like, you don't have to, like, smoke to be cool, you guys. <laughs> just, and, and, and then Mary-Kate's like, no, I do. <laughs> Are we ready for the extra Sorry, piece? sorry, sorry. Don't bring up the Olsons in front of every sexual. Our dad has written a horrible CV for his typical 16-year-old daughter ahead of her Thursday GCSE results. Day. Stop. What's a typical 16-year-old girl? What constitutes as a typical? I feel like this is teenage shaming. Right. I also took it to mean that he has loads of 16-year-old daughters and he was (laughs) taking an average and being like, for my typical teenage Yes, I'll take the median girl. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Katie, she is the average one. (laughs) She's the median. While CVs are meant to portray the person in the best possible light, Lauren Moore's dad has only listed her bad qualities with an overall conclusion that his 16-year-old daughter doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Wait, what, sorry, why has he written this CV? Does he want book? his daughter to not get a job and get out of the house? This guy's a prick! Lauren... Also, that's a lot of time to spend to just diss your kid. Like, what... I mean, but if he's maybe if he spent more time with your daughter, <laughs> she wouldn't be so terrible. But we don't know if his kids are dick or not yet. So okay, I think I mean, well, I think you're being raised by that. You're going to be, aren't you? <laughs> Lauren from Redcart, Middlesbrough, shared the brutal CV on her Twitter with a caption: "Remind me not to let my dad do my CV for me." I mean, you shouldn't be letting you your dad do it. Do, yeah, I agree. Do your own CV. <laughs> all right, so she's a, she's a lazy coo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> for her role as office assistant for what appears to be her father's own company, he lists. Getting on my father's tits, not listening, browsing Facebook, losing all documentation, and giving all clients information out to fraudsters. And he doesn't stop there. Referring to her voluntary gardening work, he says, he wrote, sorry, digging holes looking for gold, chopping colleagues' toads off with a spade, fucking everything up and being messy, and not giving a shit. I thought you were going to finish that sentence by just saying fucking everything. Yeah, I thought you were as well. He her skills and personal qualities as lazy, late, reluctant, ignorant, rude, hate people, doesn't do mornings, typical 16-year-old, and again, couldn't give a fuck. I'd hire her. For her interests, <laughs> he complete, He simply says, fuck all. Um, and this is... Okay, so here's the problem. Um, oh, he's going to hire her to work in his company, so CVs are a joke because it's all about nepotism. Yes. And it's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. It's like, no, no, some people actually like have to go out and get jobs. Oh, How yeah. about you don't... Turn everyone's lived experience into a joke, you stupid, horrible man. Uh, education qualifications, Rye Hill School 2013 to 2018, GCSE Maths 2, GCSE English Literature 3, GCSE English Language 2, GCSE Science 1, GCSE Finance Fail, GCSE Art 4, and GCSE French Fail. I mean... Right, because they changed it from A's and B's and whatnot. Yes. I, I, one good I was they so are, confused just then. They are low numbers, aren't they? Because I think yeah, nine, is the, nine really is the max. Nine is the no, max. Nine is the max. Nine is the Was this was this ghost doing? It was, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Can we not well, say it's Also, if, if you're <laughs> giving a job in your company and then you're like, ah, oh, she doesn't work hard for anything, like. Yeah, because you've handed her everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> the only reference at the bottom of the CV named probation officer, Ben Dover, adding a message not to bother contacting him because he doesn't give a fuck either. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Dover. This is, this is sheer, <laughs> like, 
Oh, here's a, here's a guy who thinks he's hilarious. Isn't, um, isn't, yes. isn't Ben Dover um, quite uh, a famous and, uh, British pornographer? Yes, <laughs> and his son yes. was in the in my fa- not my family. What was the other one? What was the kids' TV show with the three kids that were like smarter than the parents on BBC recently? It's, it, Rise lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's way too vague. It, start, it starts, needs to be a noun in here somewhere. It starts Steve Pence, I think. Right, well, let's just carry on, right? Is it Mike, Mike Pence's brother? What? If you know the answer to that, you can message Zach Geeky from me and help put Brian out of his misery. <laughs> I'd like to interject while you Google and say that this is way too much effort to sabotage something. Tiger Drew Honey. Tiger Drew Honey. Oh, um, outnumbered. Yes, that's yeah. right. one of the children in there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, this guy just sounds like awful... So it's like you okay, so you have raised an entitled lazy brat and now you're making a joke about how about how you've raised a lazy entitled brat. A <laughs> used friends commented this is so funny giving out all the college information to frauders. L M M L M A O O O O O Wow, that ass has laughed all the way. Laughing my ass. Another one commented, I'm screaming. Lauren added, he's trying to get on my good side, being unfunny, the weirdo. Yeah, it seems like a b- bad batch of dad jokes. It's basically me. like, mm. this. not everything needs to go on social media. Like, no. some some mm. things don't deserve to go viral. But also, some bits but, but aren't are... funny enough to put that much time into. No. Yeah, and he's clearly <laughs> spent, like, an evening yeah. with, like, you know, a, a tinny at his desk writing this. Do you know what? Do you know what? He's probably gone to his wife as well. He's been looking for laughs on the end. And his wife's probably just saying, why are you shaming our daughter? <laughs> but you know, actually, the, 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 what, what's the father's name? Is it? Is it? Is it revealed in the article? No. Let's not tell Phil as the name. But, but you know what? You know what? Whatever your name is, your wife is cheating on you. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell you right now, your life is an empty sham. Do you know? Do you know what? Like, has, if he's running a business, hasn't he got like pressing business matters? <laughs> yes. well, it must be. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> sorry, I'm just uh, Kim Kardashian is in my head now. Like, maybe if you had a business and you know it's like to own a business, but you don't. <laughs> Clear right. my schedule, Sandra. I'm going to write a satirical CV. I don't care how many meetings I have today. <laughs> I, I bet he was like, here's this funny CV. What was the name? Lauren? Yeah. Why don't you, uh, <laughs> why don't you put that on Twitter, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> why, don't, why don't you, like, make that, you know, nope. get, get viral? But it worked! That's the worst thing, is it's worked. Because people at the Metro have nothing better to do. <laughs> funny dad on Twitter. <laughs> right. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, I think Absolutely. I think Phil is angry now. <laughs> I'm gonna glass someone. <laughs> Do we want parrot with a potty mouth, drive-through popes, or sexy robot? Sexy robot. I want drive-through pope because I want that to be a service like a McDonald's. <laughs> Where it's like a gigantic like speaker, like speaker for me, but shaped like the pope. Yeah. And you talk into the Pope's like chest because that's where the microphone is. Now, what they can do is team it with a car wash, but the car wash is holy water. <laughs> oh my god! And you come out and you get like, a little ticket that says you've been absolved. Yes. <laughs> I think we just wrote a better story than whatever that is. Now I'm now a... serving the 66. I feel like Pope. Pope. Yeah, Pope. Okay. Shall, shall we go Pope? I feel like a bit of a Pope. Kat, I can tell you the the hot robot story later, because this was a whole thing a few months we'll, ago. We'll do hot robot and we'll leave Polyman Parrot. It's okay. basically a parrot that was being rescued by the fire service and it said, fuck off. 
Fire service. Fire service. Fire service. <laughs> That's pretty much the entire story, doesn't it? Maybe he didn't want to be right. Sounds like me and therapy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is from Newsweek, a renowned online... Okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's known online. And it's by Shane Croucher. Shane Croucher. Yes. Shane Croucher. Yes. Just want to have a second absorbing that name. Yes. Pope Francis in Ireland, giant drive-through confession box allows Catholics to repent decades of sin in seconds. And there is a picture. Shame. Do, do we want to see it? Apparently Paddy Power has set this up. Oh, of course they have. Ugh. Paddy Power's drive-through confession box for Pope Francis's visit to Ireland. It's an inflatable confession box. <laughs> oh, so it yeah. is the thing we kind of joked about. Oh my gosh. That is shit. What are you... What are you <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it kind of weird that I want to get with a man in that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolve this. <laughs> Irish bookmaker... Irish bookmaker Paddy Power, known for his publicity stunts and outrageous marketing campaigns, has pulled off another spectacle, this time ready for a visit from Pope Francis to Ireland. They're such banter merchants. Yes. <laughs> yeah, every marketing thing they do is just, is it's like that funny dad with the CV. <laughs> you know it's, but, but with a budget. <laughs> yeah. You know it's a bunch of middle-aged white men sat around the table going, you know what would be really good, guys? <laughs> I mean... I, I, I'm not thinking middle age. I'm thinking it's like a load of like 25 year olds who've just discovered cocaine and they're like, oh my god, I have so many ideas and they're all brilliant. Nathan Barley was yeah. a documentary. It was. It was. Having worked in the advertising industry, it was. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, if you're too young to know, wasn't Nathan that, like, Barley. Wasn't that the, the first time that Charlie yeah. Brooker predicted the future? Yeah, it's like on all four. It'll be on there. Just check it out. Anyway, the gambling company built a giant drive through confession box to help the people of Ireland repent decades of sin in seconds, according to its Irish head of PR, Rachel Kane, who referred to it as an express loan to eternal salvation for Ireland's lapsed Catholics. I feel like if you believe in <coughs> religion to confess your sins but only want to spend two seconds on it, then <laughs> maybe you should go to hell because you just don't care enough. But, um, but the whole uh, counter argument. Like, confession takes, what, five minutes on a Sunday or wherever? It's like, honestly, really, what's the difference? The whole Catholic thing is, I can do whatever I want and then just apologise. And then apologise after. Yeah, I mean, if but you like, confess... It's like, that's like spiritual kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a bad thing. I'm but sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you do have to say a shit to I'm sure you could probably just write it out like lines. Like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. It does basically all it is. But you apologise. You do lines. It's literally, it's religious primary school. <laughs> That's, that is the level of emotional intelligence they are working with. You've been a bad Catholic. Yeah, you just like said that to every single Catholic priest. <laughs> It'll be an app eventually. I, I'm pretty sure there are already apps where you can just go and like tap, 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 tap. Like Hail Mary. This is a whole thing. Digital evangelism. There is like digital Bibles and you can download your preacher of choices, quotes, inspirational sermons. But like, what is the difference? You know what? In our globalised society, between a priest coming to give you the last Mm. rites in the flesh, and you know what? Maybe if you live in the middle of nowhere, a priest doing it over Skype. (laughs) What what is the difference? If, If God's love is metaphysical and he is omnipresent, like, as long as you're doing it, and there is still, like, you know, a connection there... Does it matter if you're in the same room? I mean, the difference is the connection and the speed of that connection. <laughs> I mean, if the Wi-Fi drops oh, out, with the if the Wi-Fi, if you know, if you are, if, if you are with Tortor, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've not been to Ireland for a long time, but I can imagine their rural internet is not great. 
Oh god, yeah. You have to do it over WAP. Yeah, it would be via SMS, and it would have to be sent in like ten pounds. Ten HM XL. Yeah. Pope Francis is due to visit Ireland on August the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. He will hold hold a number of meetings, including meeting with the Irish bishops and making an address. No to one cares about the world story. meeting of families and a gathering of thousands of Catholics in Dublin's Phoenix Park. It is in Phoenix Park that the last pontiff to visit Ireland, Pope John Paul II. Oh, here, was a, here was another good one. Yes. Yeah. Pope Francis will hold Mass there too on Sunday and it is just outside Phoenix Park which Paddy Power will set the food there drive through confession. And there's a lot more. Has the Pope agreed to be there? Well, the Paddy Power booth? Yeah. No. He's just Pope on tour. <laughs> can you, can you imagine if like Paddy Power did this like big media pop-up event and like their special guest was the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The headline what's the point if it's not the Pope? The headline implied that the Pope would be was doing drive-through confession. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like... Click, he's like, he is like, you know, I'm not like a regular Pope, I'm a cool Pope. Because, you know, he acknowledges that like poor people exist and stuff, which yeah. the last one didn't. <laughs> right, I think, shall we move along? Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah. another like 300 words yeah, in the article. Next, next one. So, back to the Huffington Post. Okay. So oh, he has a slide that one. This is from Natasha Hind. It's quite appropriate for the story. Because that robot yeah. did ass, ass on that robot. Lost in space by people of hearts for this Netflix robot. Hubba hubba. Not the truth. See, I, 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 I didn't see it personally, but go on. Yes. People are lusting over the unlikeliest of TV characters, the robot from Netflix's reboot of Lost in Space. The metal man has stirred all kind of feelings within viewers of the show, and we're not talking about your bog standard feelings of happy and sad. People have destroyed the robot who has zero facial features, big arms, and a spiky back that is hot, sexy, and some went even as far to say he has a nice butt. Here he is in all his hench boots, glory. He doesn't have a face. I mean, honestly, Mm. isn't that the ideal man? It's like, I don't have to, like, deal with your, like, whole personality or anything that makes you an individual, but, like, here are some nice, like, physical features. Like spikes on the back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, we're not. He's ribbed for your pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) We don't keep shame on this show. I mean, let's see the photo they used. I mean... Like, okay, there's barely a butt in that picture, but like, I, I watched that whole series. I like that series, but there is no butt on that robot. There is, that, that's not a robot. I think you have to order it as an extension from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> just, just magnetize it onto the, onto the he, That's a robot that, like, there's like one photo where he has an ass, and that's, that's the photo he uses on all his dating platforms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, you know how, like, everybody's like, oh my god, but pole dark's really attractive. I feel like this article's objective on the robot. It yeah, would, it would appear. Has robot... anyone asked him if he's okay with it? <laughs> it would appear the robots feel particularly as butter carrier is the reason for most of the lusting. Some even think Netflix made it that way on purpose. And this is a, getting weird. There is an embedded tweet from Aura Stars. There is literally no reason the Lost in Space robot would have a butt that noise. This is intentional. <laughs> Well, this is. I thought we established his butt wasn't that good. But like, like why would a robot have a butt at all? Yes, but Netflix thinks. But why would it have a face? Yes, Netflix thinks everybody has lost the plot. The US Twitter account told viewers, "You're me, Jesus." <laughs> the woman's dad probably agrees. 
Uh, and it says here, at Tentacle Voter, I just called the Lost in Space robot sexy and my poor dad gave me such a disappointed look, LMAO. Let's move on with life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on with life. I like it how they comparison to his predecessor, the original Lost in Space robot, just so you can compare. It's like those memes where it's like, when did this become sexier than this? <laughs> it's more of a glow-up, I think. Yeah. <laughs> because what you call ugly and minuscule. Calm as a bitch. Yeah. Miss Danny Fernandez tweeted, 20 2015 Twitter, lol, Joe Jonas is hot. 2018 Twitter, I want to fuck the robot from Lost in Space and also <laughs> Doctor Strange's cape. <laughs> <laughs> that cape has big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> and just tweet after tweet after tweet. And it says now, and it seems like... Oh, that is mine on that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the Lost in Space robot will enjoy the likes of the hot fish man from Shape of Water, any tall blue creature from Avatar, and the sexy 3PPO. The, what? <laughs> the what? Sexy C-3PO. What? Wait, which was the sexy Which is the sexy version? I think it's when he's had the red arm. What is, like, what is... <laughs> what that, now, the red arm means you're into fisting, am I right? Yes. <laughs> what is remotely sexy about a, a, an annoying, paranoid, grasses your mind? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> So these people like a bit of Rilf, don't they? Rilf! Rilf is the name of my next book. <laughs> and that is it for Weird News for this week. S- sorry for all your listeners uh, who have maybe been traumatised by it. Uh, I feel like I've changed as a person. So. Yeah, I feel too. like I'm going to cosplay as a robot too. I, I feel like well, you know, you have been inside Optimus Prime. Yep, <laughs> I've got history. <laughs> Right then, are we ready for our first conspiracy theory? Yes. Yes. Good. Do, do you want to explain to geeky ruin listeners who might not have heard what conspiracy theory? Is? The plot. Oh, wow. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> They're so unintelligent. They don't want to conspiracy on, Ryan, theory. Give them some credit. So the idea is on our show, we do things. We cover any cases, I call them cases to make myself sound more official, but basically conspiracy theories or paranormal activity or like um, cults, we do a lot of. But this week we've got two conspiracies, I'm going to pitch one, Geek Brummy are going to pitch one, and then everyone else is going to decide which one they believe more. So we have a Phil rep in Geek Brummy here. I feel confident because there's three of us and only two of you. So <laughs> I'm hoping that nepotism and the fact that these guys just really adore me is going to stand me on good I don't know, we've worked with you for a long time, but you are a bullshit artist. So. <laughs> right, are you ready? ready to hear a title of mine? Hit me. Baby, one more time. <laughs> Can we get rid of Ryan? <laughs> Jay-Z is a time-travelling vampire. <laughs> you know what? I'm already on it. I'm, so I'm already on it. That, that's my whole pitch. So what do you think? <laughs> so um, the theory is that he is a vampire who time-travels. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that would explain if he's friends with Keanu Reeves because we all know Keanu Reeves is immortal that's yeah that yeah. is a fact I yeah, always did yeah. that yeah. him and uh, Winona Ryder yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're married actually I know that would be so happy Wait, what? did you see that so there was a whole again okay, I'm so sorry about the tangent you're going to want to hear this so um, they're currently doing a press tour for their new romantic comedy called Destination Wedding and um, 
during like obviously they've starred in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula before by Francis Ford Coppola in the 90s and they were saying when their characters Jonathan and Mina Harker got married they said yeah like we think that it actually was like a real minister who married us on set so we might have been married this whole time <laughs> oh fuck right off that's a fabulous I told you he's a bullshit <laughs> but like I'm like like the heart my heart <laughs> in my heart I'm I'm like writing that fanfic. I'm like, no, like Jonathan and Mina, they've been together this entire time. That thing. would be a cute romantic comedy. I mean, because honestly, like, I'm loving the, like, the, the renaissance they're both having in their careers. And I just love them so much. You know that would be a Lionsgate movie straight out the door with two actors who get married or a Hallmark movie. And then for some reason they can't get divorced and have to live together. And, and it'll be It's what happens in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it'll be Krishma Schmaltz as well. And it's like they learn yeah. to love each other or on like, Christmas Eve. One of them has like a very strict parents so they have to pretend to be a happy couple yeah. over Christmas and then by Boxing Day they've fallen in love so this very first came about in 2003 when the Schomburg Centre for Research into Black Culture which is part of the New York Public Library they posted a photo on their Tumblr page which I don't think a public library should be allowed a Tumblr page. But okay. did, sorry, did they have a Tumblr page in 2003, you said? No, 2013. Oh, you said 2003. I thought Tom was going to be Tom's already like... Oh my God, this, this thing goes so deep. <laughs> <laughs> they had private Tumblr back then? 2013, I didn't mean to say 2003. Okay. Cool. So now I'm thinking that's kind of late for Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they should have moved on to Twitter by now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they posted a photo of two unknown men and it was in 1939 of Harlem. And the photo contains a man who looks a lot like Jay-Z. Who boy. never been identified. I'm just going to pass it around the table and everyone can audio describe what they see. Is the guy going, ah, oh, in the photo? It's your boy. Oh my God. But that could also... That, that could... <laughs> I mean, it is remarkable. If you, if you, oh my, wait, wait, I, I have, I, oh my god, I have a new theory for you. Like, is is Jay Z short for James Baldwin? Because that could be James Baldwin. No, his name is Sean Corey Carter. Batman is called Sean. No, no, not Batman. Jay Z in real life is called. But that man, Corey in the house, he looks like he could be Jay Z, or he could. It could be a, a slightly off photo of James Baldwin, the author. No, it's hundred percent Jay Z, and I'll explain why. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our episodes tend to go like this. I'm going. Well, what about reason? And Cat will go no. <laughs> I feel like Cat's uh, drag name would be confirmation bias. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> the bias to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so according to him, he was born in 1969. <laughs> No. I feel like I'm just gonna right, time I can traffic. disprove your time travel theory straight away. Why? Because title is a massive waste of time. I need to make sure that stuff was right. Well, maybe he only got one shot, and I will explain why he went back to 1939. Right? 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 Yes. Right? Okay. This is a convoluted reason for 1939, but I think it makes sense. 
Um, so we know that he fights for like injustice and he talks about civil rights in his music, which that's a fact. Mm-hmm. He does. I mean, he doesn't really follow through, but. <laughs> Whoa. It's, it's all very well to, you know, shout a few slogans every so often, but then if you. He, okay, so he only donated uh, eight grand to charity in 2016. How much did eight you grand. donate to charity? He's worth 1.25 billion. And you're donating eight grand. Fuck off. Like, what, what, come on now. What was it for, the eight grand? It was various charities. It was I mean, he's got to charity. keep Beyonce and Crystal, so... Yeah. <laughs> and they have to rent out the Louvre every time they want to do a music video, <laughs> so, you know. Um, right, so what if he travelled back in time to influence the civil rights movement? And just generally hang around and meet people he liked. <laughs> That's my pitch. I'm not done. <laughs> no. We're all just like, how can we make civil rights funny? <laughs> I have no funny remarks. <laughs> I am taking this very seriously now. I yes. mean, civil rights didn't happen until well, the movement was in 1954 to 1968 officially, but like it was starting before then. A lot of it. I've done a lot of research on this, and I think a lot of it isn't exactly relevant to Jay Z. But. <laughs> but, it, but it's good to know. It's good to know. I feel like I've learned a lot. What's there a man in the background of all civil rights movements just going, oh, is that, <laughs> I <laughs> have a dream? Oh. This Shaboy. is my point. Maybe he travelled back in time to witness it happening and he was like, yeah. I, like If he were to choose a specific point in time, it would be 1939 because it's the year that Marvin Gaye was born. Isn't it, and, isn't it also the year that World War Two started? Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't think he wanted to see that. Like, that was just a... <laughs> or have any influence in preventing the loss of millions of lives. No, 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 yeah. Um, go on. I think we've established Jay-Z's only out for himself. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> he's a time traveller, but he's like... You know, like he's let's not like... stop the Second World War. He's a... Let's perfect my music career. But every single time travel film where they use it to get with a girl instead of killing Hitler... Yeah. Uh, I think every time travel film should have at least one scene where they explain why they're not going to go kill Hitler. Like... Maybe. Okay, maybe it was like a paradox where he's not allowed to go back and change the past... So instead, he just went back and witnessed Marvin Gaye being born because so it's one of his huge influences. It's on but, his but website. One thing, Marvin Gaye being born means he's not going to be a great singer at this age. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's, he's trying his lungs out for the first time at okay. his birth. Okay. Imagine if he was born and they smacked that baby's ass and he's like, <laughs> I heard through the grip. <laughs> As the, as the music fan in the room, the, yes. the big music fan, where, where is he in the picture? Where is he located? He is in Harlem, New York, and Marvin Gaye was also born in New York, so it adds up. Okay, so like, potentially there's a, <laughs> there's a, 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 you know, a blossoming blues jazz scene yeah, in exactly. New York at that time. That was my next point. So he's going to well, get some influence. Is that what they called the Harlem Renaissance? Or is that a different thing? I have a slightly different theory. I think he travelled back in 1938 and he's still there in 1939 because Robert Leroy Johnson died in 1938. Who oh. is the, he is pretty much the proto-blues guy. He's the guy who started off the 27 see, Club. I've... He started see. off the 27 Club. He's the guy who the devil went down to George's based on. He's the musician which basically sold his soul to the devil 
saying that you're saying you're saying that Jay Z is Robert Johnson. No, I'm saying no, that Jay Z went back to learn from Robert died. Johnson before he died, and he's still there in 1939. He stayed a while. He he had like a gap year. Yeah. He had a gap year, but he just went back in time to do it. He's rich as fuck. <laughs> maybe, maybe he went to influence the sound so that he could claim credit for all the samples that he uses so he gets them on the cheap, so he gets more money. Well, no, because he can't put your name on a... Okay. No, but he's licensed them to himself. And oh, my different God. Oh, yes. Oh, my like, there's God. There's a piece of paper somewhere that like Marvin Gaye has signed saying, I, I allow this person... Sean Carter. Yeah. I allow Sean Carter the use of my mm. music, and then Jay Z's been able to whip that out, like to his lawyers, and be like, "Look, I don't have to pay shit. <laughs> I, I ain't going to no court case here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to put this on my like streaming service no, that literally nobody listens to. I'm no Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another interesting sorry no. thing that happened in 1939, but I think he went to view, mm-hmm. which was an African American singer who was denied the use of several halls, then attracted 75,000 in the crowd at the Lincoln Memorial. And that was, I can't say her name, Marianne Anderson. That's not a difficult name. (laughs) (laughs) Marianne Anderson. And like, what if he went back in time to view that concert, which was like a huge point in time? And that is my pitch for why he would want to travel back in time to that specific point. To go to a gig? There was lots of other things <laughs> happening. I am unwilling to Including a war. <laughs> if, it is like, if it is two bus routes to get to a gig, I'm immediately like, nah, I can just listen to the CD or something. <laughs> I respect someone going travelling through town, okay, through time. But so. my point is that Jay Z is super duper duper rich. Like, he's got over, between, between him and Beyonce, they're over $1 billion net worth. If anyone could time travel, I think it would be Jay-Z and Beyonce. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Um, is it that uh, time travel has existed for a while, but it's only available to the super rich? Or yes. is it that Jay-Z has had his own team working on this because he is that rich? And we all know that rich people are crazy and have weird passion projects. We know that Kanye says he's got no money left, even though he's supposed to be a billionaire. So maybe Kanye and Jay-Z have been investing all their funds into this time travel. I think it's like a thing where like lots of rich people have access to a teleporting machine because there are lots of photos of famous people, but back in olden times. And I think every famous person gets one time to go back in time. Except one Keanu because he's so nice. And then he gets loads of He has he a loads of chances. He has a card. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the Mando's black card. Yeah. Um... Are we are we going to touch on the whole vampire thing, or or is it just that? Oh, oh yeah, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the idea is that he is either a vampire or a time traveler or a vampire who time travels. But <laughs> <laughs> the third one, I think, is an unnecessary like come for film number four. Jay Z in space. <laughs> I think I decided I'd mainly go for time travel thing because time travel is possible, and being a vampire isn't. Um. <laughs> that's just science you guys I disagree I think it's more possible that you could make someone a vampire through enough sciencey shit than you could warp the space time continuum well my point is okay so basically I looked up the census records from New York 
when Jay-Z was born and he is listed in like you can find but you can find records of the fact that he was born in 1969 and that his family did live in the block of flats he claimed that he lived in and there's records that he, he grew up at that time we, so I don't... we all know Americans and birth certificates are always a bit of controversy <laughs> but I feel and like certain people <laughs> what, a, what a mystery uh... I don't say that Jay-Z's birth certificate is wrong because I feel like that's going down a very pointed route but I don't really want to go down. So I'm saying I think there's too much evidence to say that he wasn't born in the 60s and I think there's more evidence that he was born in the 60s but then got really rich and went back in time. I think that's a more viable theory. Also let's be honest if anyone's a vampire it's Beyonce because she looks amazing and he does not. Yeah, see, but I think it's an extra year or two that he's spent back in time, like, they they just added to it. So he's, like, ageing, but, like, in secret, because he comes back at the moment that he left, but he's Uh, lived a year in that moment. Yeah, exactly, so he's ageing in secret. I don't think he looks the same as he did in 1996, I don't think he's changed much. Because he he hasn't changed his image much. He's grown an afro recently. To, to be honest, the one thing that gets me about the time travel theory, which makes me sound slightly thing, is because if you're famous now, but you travel back before you were famous, you're not going to be spotted. Nobody's yeah. going to know you can blend in. And you can listen whereas to all you, the cool music at the time that you yeah, wanted to listen to. Whereas now, if you went on holiday somewhere like mm-hmm. Beijing or India, it's like people are still going to recognise him wherever he goes in the entire world. He'll still get recognised. So. Is it the only way they can have a break from being famous is to go back in time? And so, are you saying that time travel was invented to solve a rich person problem? Yes. Yes. As, 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 that as would be the only are, reason time travel was invented. As most things are. Yeah. To solve rich people's but Also, issues. like, he grew up, like, in New York, in, he grew up in Brooklyn. Like, he can't walk around the streets where he grew up anymore without loads of people running over to him and being like, oh, it's Jay-Z, yay. But if he went back in time, he could walk around that area as much as he wanted. But he's obviously posed for that picture in the face, so he's obviously wanted this to be known that he can do this. He's got a very big ego. That's I think true. we can agree that. <laughs> or maybe it's just he's like, oh, like you know what? Like people will never know. It's just gonna be like a fun little thing that I only I know that yeah. I, I'm in this photo. And he's never he's been identified. The person of the photo and the New York Library is still trying to work out who this guy is. That's a fun fact. Well, they should take get to spend less time on Tumblr then. <laughs> <laughs> and theoretically, time traveling to the past could happen if you traveled faster than the speed of light, and you can prove that. And okay, Stephen Hawking says he thinks it would break the universe, but like, what does he know? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he did hold a party for tram travelers, but he sent invites the day after the party, and nobody turned up. Surprising. Yeah, but like, who wants to go to his party? I would. (laughs) And I'd be like, oh my god, do you hate Eddie Redmayne as much as I do? I love Eddie Redmayne. We have to have another episode about that. (laughs) I think you've not watched that terrible film he was in with, what's his face, Channing Tatum. Jupiter Ascending. I just love Les Mis, I'm not going to lie. But no, you need to watch Jupiter Ascending because that'll just dispel any Ed Red, Eddie Redman. <laughs> Conclusion. He's super rich and powerful and has reason to want to go back to the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> A whole decade in one year. 
Wow. <laughs> and time travelling can happen. So I, I'm, I'm just going to bring up the photo one more time. If you're listening at home, Google it. Just Google Jay-Z time traveller and you will see the photo. And that's all the evidence you need, in my opinion. We will tweet it. We'll I tweet feel it. like I've fallen on a hurdle here. When did we prove that time travel could happen? Uh, I just said it could. <laughs> <laughs> we decided that time travel was more likely than vampires, and I believe that's where the discourse ended. We don't capture your masters. Wibbly wobbly timey wobbly. To be fair, you know more about physics than we do, but like, has time travel been on like the news? Oh, well, okay, so it's not. A, basically, a theoretically, it could happen. Recently, a photon of light did time travel. But he, they do, but it's, okay, it's to do with, like, special relativity and the way that things move. And essentially, there are small particles that come from the sun, and they, sh- they only last a couple of seconds. But because time for their, because they're moving so quickly, time for them goes so slowly, that despite the fact they're supposed to burn up next to the sun, we detect them in our atmosphere. So, like, time travel happens. They travel much farther than they should do almost instantly, despite the fact they burn up in seconds because time goes slower for them because they're too fast. So time travel can happen and Jay-Z can do it. <laughs> um, you know what? I know that that's not right, but I can't tell you why, so <laughs> fine. <laughs> With the vampire thing, okay, I've, got, I've got a theory now, hear me okay. out. I'm, not, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't think Jay-Z's the smartest tool in the box. <laughs> He's a good, he's a good he, uh, he cheated on Beyonce, so... Yeah, I mean, he's really not the smartest. Yeah. <laughs> so, Maybe that was his punishment from Beyonce. That's not, that's not my theory, right? He probably isn't. Uh, he makes good music, right? So that's good. So he's a kind of genius, so like, it's all right. But I reckon it'd be very easy to convince Jay-Z that he's a vampire and him believe that. Yeah. And him going around going, no, no, I'm Jay-Z, I'm a vampire. <laughs> Give him some fake Halloween facts. I reckon he'll fall for it. Give him enough brainwashing, say the right things to him, and I think he'll be like, yeah, no, Ho- Hover's a, a, a vampire. That's what he calls it, like, Hover, isn't it? Hover? Hovis? Is it Hover? Hovis. Hover? I don't know. I tried to be down with the kids. I don't know what this is. <laughs> but, like, that wouldn't explain why he showed up in a photo in 1939. Uh, maybe built, maybe... Maybe he built a time machine. I've lost my Maybe it's one of the special advantages of being a vampire. You can pop back when you want to. Yeah. It's like, maybe vampires aren't what we think they are. Maybe yeah. they're just, like, time travellers. Are we not going to get into the uh, feasting on human blood element of vampires at all? Or, or is that not... Uh, is there nothing we can delve into there because I mean, it's not real? In, so if you read it. about vampires in mythology, it's not about the drinking of blood. It's about the power and the ownership of people and that's where the vampire feeds from. It's, it's having... <gasps> that would make sense because he has so many fans and he feeds off them. And like minions. Yes. He has staff and he has service people. I thought you were saying the minions. Or and maybe that's why Beyonce <laughs> stayed with him because she was too scared to leave. Maybe, maybe he's a vampire. Maybe he's a despicable Jay Z. Sorry, just needs to be said. <laughs> maybe he's got a, uh, an organisation of vampires because Kanye West sung power and said, How could one man have all the, so much power? Because he's a creature of the night. So maybe. Yeah, but. Like, Sorry, that's not the, the the case that Kat was making was about him being a time traveller. Now I'm convinced he's a vampire, so I don't really, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kat, but no, I don't believe your theory. <laughs> maybe he is maybe he is both. Maybe we were right the first time. Maybe he is 
both a vampire with the ability. You do, the just because you're say, a vampire doesn't mean you can't afford a time machine. The only thing I'd say is, if he is a vampire, it's because Beyonce wanted him to. Because I can't see Beyonce is definitely in control. Of that oh, whatever the scenario, mm. Beyonce is running it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe Beyonce sent him back in time because of. The cheating. It's like you go, oh, maybe. you go and live in the He went back in time. He thought he was stuck there, so he cheated on Beyonce in the 1930s. <gasps> and, and then was came in... back. Oh my god, and Becky and then... with the good hair is like this sort of 1939 girl yeah. with like a little, you know, pins up in there. Yeah. Have we just made Jay Z into an episode of Goodnight Sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, oh my god. The hip hop <laughs> remix of Goodnight Sweet. I'm starting to He just goes for the tummy. It's your boy! <laughs> With all of his dollars, friend. Wow. Okay. Wow. Does he say it's your boy a lot? Because you've said it a lot. Because that's what Jay Z says. Does he say. Okay. That's, Jay Z says that two things phrase. in all of his songs where he gets on it's it's your boy or. Mm. That is Jay Z. <laughs> that's all Jay Z's musical career is now until he releases The Blueprint Part 654. Why would she send him back in time, though? Like, oh, I, oh I, I, I have my own theory about this. Because if she itches, like, right, you've been living this life, getting above your station, thinking you can cheat on mm. me because you're this big, Billy Big Bollocks who's got all this money and all this fame, go back and live as a poor black man in 1939. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, see if you can survive in Harlem for a year. <laughs> I've just convinced myself this is true. What? <laughs> it's... it's, it's Beyonce is the one with the time machine. <laughs> I feel like she is more likely to have a time machine, but I found out... Which would also solve your pregnancy issue. It would. <gasps> she obviously was pregnant at one point and then got back in a time machine and then she had to wear a belly. Like, that's just facts. Maybe he does have a time machine because he... He's called his albums the Blueprint, so a blueprint for a time machine. That's what he's been put to. And he also called an album 444, so he's obviously a fan of time, so. <laughs> I do everything in my life in a time base. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was stuck until April 1944, <gasps> and that's what year he's referring to as his return to the present. Maybe. That would make him a lot older than he was. He is. But. He doesn't look But great. it's supporting my theory, so yes. 100% true. Well, was that eleven twenty two sixty three? Was that Stephen King book about the J.K. assassination? Yeah, yeah. Sounds, yeah. I, 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 I mean, yeah. Are you saying that Jay Z shot JFK? No. Okay. Because he came back Whoa. in nineteen forty four. We just confused in the conspiracy. Oh my god! I can't wait to hear that episode. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Jay Z was stuck there from nineteen thirty eight through to nineteen forty. And the album returns to his triumphant return to the present when he releases his new music. He does have the haunted look of a man who spent six years in a foreign world. <laughs> you know, like that that gif where it's like he's sort of like dancing, but he's also like looking around him, like, oh, am I going to get lynched? And that, yeah. <laughs> and that explains the Kanye faces as well. Because Kanye went back as well. Oh my god, yeah. You know, like Kanye always has the stony face. And he can never smile for more So than much is falling into place, and I've had to do very little yes. of work. I... <laughs> so, can, can you uh, wrap up or make some sort of final. I do have one or... final note that isn't especially related, but I thought was very strange. Is that his net worth is quite a lot more than Beyonce's. Because he's a man. 
It's, oh, it's the oh, patriarchy. Maybe or he, maybe she spent all her money on a time machine. Boom! Or okay. maybe he made some Wall Street investments in 1939. Oh. Maybe, maybe he's banked some Apple shares and like and said, "Go and buy this." Yeah. Sent somebody out to buy this money when Apple started. Up or something. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Tidal's a front for a time machine making company. Well, they're saying that Tidal's the working out, out, but we know well, it's not working out. Company. How are they getting money from Tidal? Time comes in waves. Times tides. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are just words now. Um, I think I think I'm done saying things now. Summary: He's probably a time traveller. He's definitely really rich. He went back to 1939, and that's the only reason for that photo. And there's no other explanation for it. But uh, what a dude could have looked like him is that not? Not that much like him. I, well, it looks a lot like it. Everyone agrees that this table is. Are you a lot saying like that him. all black people look the same? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the quote game. <laughs> Could it be Jay Z's grandfather? I don't think there's that much family resemblance. Also, Jay Z didn't know. So you don't oh. wait. You don't think there's a family resemblance, but you think <laughs> no. I mean, I don't think a grandfather could look that much like a grandson. They look identical, and also Jay Z. When you look at Jay Z's dad, Jay Z's dad doesn't look that much like him, from what I can see. But also, Jay Z didn't Maybe know his dad very much. Maybe skips a generation. Jay-Z face. You're saying, <laughs> like that's a condition. Jay-Z. I don't, a I don't, I don't know what your son's going to look like. I don't know what your grandson's going to look like. So now we're going to do a segment called Guess Which of These Quotes Was Said By A Real Person On The Internet And Guess Which Of These Quotes I Made Up which is a long title. And it's quite self-explanatory. Try and get that on the side of a bus. (laughs) I've got four quotes which I'm going to read, and then at the end you have to guess which one of them I made up. So three of them were real comments made by people on the internet. And these these are comments relating to the theory. So it's all comments on the video, TMZ's video, Is Jay-Z a Time Traveller? So, and basically the entire video, it was a short video where they just look at the picture and be like, yeah, probably. And that's the end of the video. It's not a great video. Do they do zooms and pans across the picture? Yes, yeah, it's basically all that. And so these are the, the responses in their entirety. Okay. He was cloned like every other person who is a sellout to the elite. (laughs) <laughs> is that a real person or oh, 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 he's he's was cloned <laughs> like every other set. person no H-E apostrophe S was cloned <laughs> like every other person who is a sellout to the elite the second comment is the story of OJ <laughs> that's not a sentence most of word would mark that as a fragment and not a I was waiting for a colon and like an explanation for <laughs> no, no that, was, that was a whole comment American crime story yeah, like um, the next comment is is that Daniel Radcliffe IS in capitals <laughs> no, Islamic <but>. State <laughs> IS that Daniel Radcliffe Oh, oh is, is that is, da- that, Daniel is that Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. That's like them thinking. I didn't mention Daniel Radcliffe in the video, and there was no picture. But that's like they 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 immediately assumed it was Daniel Radcliffe, and then they had second thoughts, and they were like, 
Is that a time he, he is a notorious time traveller. Because whenever he goes in the Grand Norton show, they always seem to find a picture of someone who looked like Daniel Radcliffe. So I get that comment, because he's notorious. Just <laughs> don't mention this to Harry Potter people on the internet, because they're like, oh my god, the time traveller was real, you guys. And oh my god, this is just like that time that this thing happened in this fictional book 20 no. years ago. No. I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> JK Rowling had tweeted out as a bit of backstory filling in. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> She is the worst. She's like, yeah, Jay-Z is a vampire, and vampires are an analogy for, like, indigenous peoples. <laughs> and Harry Potter is a time traveller. I wrote about it in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Part 64, <laughs> which you haven't read yet, but it's um, I've got it. I've got it. Plus, I'm not on board with the fact that Daniel Radcliffe is a time traveller, because any picture of a boy wearing glasses is not Daniel Radcliffe. That's just, every boy wearing glasses looks like Harry Potter. Even Ryan, who doesn't look like Harry Potter, is wearing glasses, <laughs> so he looks like Harry Potter. I really do have a scar on my forehead, so I am slightly ahead. I thought I was a dick. I am feeling attacked. Fourth quote. What was the next quote? Go on. They never heard of twins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! That's my favourite. That's somebody watching (laughs) Twins, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito film, and going, "Well, twins can be different ages, (laughs) but like different worlds, live in different time periods." So which one of those do you think I made up? All the others are real. Can, can you just read through all read of them? Read them again. He's was cloned like every other person who is a sellout to the elite. The story of OJ is that Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> they never heard of twins. Right, I'm going to... Should we analyse them one by one? I'm thinking it's not he's was cloned because that grammatical error would really annoy anybody. <laughs> I, I think as well that's a common grammatical error that you would make on a forum. That's that's that, that's an autocorrect, and that's also yeah, that is just like a classic YouTube comment. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's legit. Yeah. Um, the story of OJ. <laughs> I don't really know where to start with that because it's. What can I say about that? That won't be problematic. <laughs> Go and watch Ryan Murphy's Man. Um, JC's going to release a book about time travel called If I Could Do It. Forward by Kanye West. Is that Daniel Radcliffe? Is that, I think that's too much of a non sequitur to be made up. Because he, he was in the video, as you mentioned, he was mentioned in the video, but he wasn't really shown in the video. So. No, he wasn't in the video. Daniel he wasn't Radcliffe in. wasn't in the video at Didn't all. Didn't you say he was mentioned in the video? No, no, he wasn't she, mentioned. She said the exact she wasn't mentioned she said the opposite. or anything. <laughs> he wasn't mentioned in the video at all. You do like Harry Potter a lot, so you could have made that up. <laughs> but then I do think, though, the, like, there is that common known thing that Daniel Radcliffe is like the pers- person who crops in on a lot of these, so someone could be associated with the similar Daniel Radcliffe thing that's happened. Um, so it could be. Like someone's like thinks they're funnier than they than they are. And also I think like, oh, you've never heard of twins? I think that is something that like a a really dumb person who thinks they're smart would say on the internet. It, it sounds oh, very much <laughs> So are we going with is that Daniel Radcliffe? I was gonna go with OJ. Oh. I, yeah, no, I think maybe. Should we take, should we take a vote? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to go for my vote for Daniel Radcliffe. Because I think if Kat's been doing a lot of research on this, she would have known about the Daniel Radcliffe theory. I agree. I'm going to go with it. We'll go as a team. We're essentially going to vote for the first one because that sounds more like the kind of generic comment that Kat could have made. Oh. <laughs> That's what I think. Do you want the truth? What is the truth? Give us the truth. 
The one I made up was, is Matt Daniel Radcliffe? Yes! Yes! yes. So to clarify, they never heard of twins was I comment on that video, that is which is my favourite. <laughs> you can tell that they like they they sent that comment out and then like turn their friend and it's like, like hold them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Never heard of twins. Bam. Lock phone. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for someone from the Geeky Grummy podcast to. Make a case for their own conspiracy theory. And so uh, I, Philip Ellis, will be doing the honours. And uh, I, Philip Ellis, uh, <laughs> I, name, will be I, Philip Ellis. I mean, if we, if we didn't let him do this, we'd never hear the end of it. So, <laughs> I, so, Philip Ellis, king of the wizards. <laughs> I make this secret. This is this is something that I've talked about on the show before. This is my, one of my favourite conspiracy mm. theories. So I'm just taking the opportunity to really do a deep dive. So I call this Avril Lavigne is dead. <laughs> yes, I love this theory. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, so <laughs> the uh... before we start, did she say she see you later, boy? Oh. Again, can Ryan be evicted from this podcast? <laughs> it's what I do. I oh do the puns and the dad jokes. I think that would make things too complicated. Ryan, you make the dad jokes, so you'd be right a dad CV. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so the long and short of this theory is that um, Canadian singer Avril Lavigne died early in her career and was replaced by a double who is still living under this assumed identity. So... Here's, the back, here's some background for you. Avril Lavigne was signed by the uh, famous Hollywood music producer L.A. Reid in 2001. Uh, the contract was worth $1 million. Uh, and when her debut album, Let Go, came out in 2002, it sold 18 million copies and it was the best-selling record of that year. So it's worth noting that Avril Lavigne was immediately a valuable asset to that record label. Just, you know, that's like some context remember that it'll be important later <laughs> okay so start just studying for our GCSE <laughs> note yeah. this down it will be in the final exam there will I will be asking test questions later <laughs> I just want to make sure you're listening what grade will we get for this nine you get a one <laughs> wait is that good or is bad our ace is high I forget <laughs> okay okay so um so so the, here's the, like, the fundamental, like, this is why people believe that this might be true. So while her first album was, you know, typically angsty, which is to be expected from a, a teenage performer, um, the content of her follow-up album, Under My Skin, was much darker. And that, that got some people suspicious. <laughs> um, and even the visuals in the album, you know, in the, in the album art and the music videos, it was kind of much more bleak. It kind of created a, a, a really grim and, and sort of, like, dark outlook on life. Okay, but I'm not... Again, as a music fan, it's not uncommon for a darker second album. That is a thing. And that's this very is, common. This is when Evanescence were at their peak, wasn't it? It was like goth rock. Was also, I feel out. like her first album wasn't that dark, so darker doesn't necessarily mean goth. And like, <laughs> was, it, was it darker or was it just not good? Because like second album, normally not good, second coming. Can I live and just like carry on with my theory, please? <laughs> just, I'm just trying to disprove you. Having, okay, so I listened to the first and second albums while researching this story okay. this morning. I can confirm that they both still slap. 
They are. <laughs> there are bangers. Okay. I mean, complicated. That is that. That I mean, yeah, sure. Like whatever. If you if you're a newbie, but like no, like naked and like <laughs> I'm with you. There are some proper old school just like bangers on those albums. So, My favorite yeah. thing is hearing someone be a hipster over something very very mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, Britney's best album was some of the deep cuts. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, sir. I I, I will come back for an entire episode on Britney Spears and the, the, the ups and downs. I think we should do our next episode. on on um, Britney Spears was working for George Bush. I'll just drop that. Continue. I'm coming to York with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, the legend goes that while working on her second album, Avril became deeply depressed and couldn't handle her newfound fame. Um, And that explains maybe the the darker songwriting um, that can be experienced on Under the Skin, Under My Skin. So it's believed that Avril then died uh, either in 2002 or 2003, possibly taking her own life. We'll go back to that later. And the record label, fearful of losing money, swiftly replaced her with her lookalike. So the Brazilian fan blog that I read while researching this claimed that there are all, all the clues there in the, in the album. Repeat this. Brazilian the Brazilian blog. So I trace this theory to the source, which is a Brazilian fan site, which I had to use Google Translate to understand. Did you type in the word Brazilian fan site? Because I would have loved to know what came up there. <laughs> this is not the first time I have been to Brazil. The Brazilian internet. Okay, so. So on album two, in the song Nobody's Home. The lyrics signify Avril's tormented state of mind. So just listen to this. Her feelings she hides. Her dreams she can't find. She's losing her mind. She's falling behind. She can't find her place. She's losing her faith. She's falling from grace. She's all over the place. Today on Poetry Corner. Deep, (laughs) deep stuff. I think you'll agree. Yeah, but... She was a skater boy. <laughs> not one lyrics. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later. Like, are we reading that much into all of her lyrics? Or? No, just the ones that support my theory. Okay. <laughs> now here's where things get a little bit darker. In the song, My Happy Ending, there is a reference to what theorists believe is Avril Lavigne's cause of death. The lyric goes, hanging so high on such a fragile rope, so the belief is that this song was essentially a suicide note and that the black clothes that Levine's double wears on the album cover are a symbol of mourning. Okay, so you're, you're saying that she pulled a black star before Bowie did and wrote an album about her own death. That's exactly and what I'm he's, saying. And he's imitated her. <laughs> Maybe not intentionally, but yeah. <laughs> wow. And That's then... a lot for me to take in personally. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, there are echoes of Levine in all forms of art. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was just, I was just rummaging around Avril Levine's Wikipedia. Yeah, I bet you were. But it was just checking it. Crab, crab, if she married Chad Kroger in 20, 2003, no, it was twenty thirteen. So that's not the reason why she married. I mean, it, it would be a pretty blatant reason. When did she marry the guy from uh, Sum Forty One? Two thousand and six. So there's some post as well. So that wasn't Avril. Mm. Avril Lavigne never married. I mean, oh, that's so sad. 
<laughs> no, like, I want to be like, as we know her now, isn't who we thought she was. No, she not. seems to be someone who, like, punches below our weight, so maybe this, yeah, she does. like, she really, maybe this new what Avril hasn't got the best taste in men. But there's more. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. more. In 2004, Evan Tabenfeld, a member of Avril's band and a close personal friend, left the band and didn't work with her again, possibly because he knew the truth and could not bear the charade of working with the copycat of his dear departed Avril. Can we hold up for a minute? So one person out of everyone she worked with decided this isn't cool, but everyone else was like, yeah, this is cool. We know it's not Avril, but like, whatever. You know what? You know what though? Like, just because one person dies, are you expected to, like, oh, I'm going to give my job? No. It wasn't just... These people have bills to pay. (laughs) (laughs) These people have rent, they have cats, you know? (laughs) They have dogs, they have babies. Skateboards. Mortgages. (laughs) They have, 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 like, they have, like, condos and stuff. He would be fairly wealthy. He, Not if they give up every time someone dies and gets replaced by a double. He wasn't just a <laughs> Once! Se- How often does this happen? <laughs> he wasn't a session musician who needed to move up. I mean, honestly, Kat, you want to go on the Wikipedia page of people who are believed to have died and be replaced by double Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I know you have that bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one thing that does corroborate your theory, because just been checking it, is she went on a year-long tour in 2004, so mm. what a way to get her out of the public eye. And put her on a world tour where she's going to be on stage very far away from people. Exactly, exactly. So I'm not having it about the uh, the guy leaving the band. That's a session musician, man. He's got a better gig elsewhere. I'm not finished. Right. <laughs> so after his departure, Tavenfeld wrote a song called "The Best Years of Our Lives," and the lyrics <laughs> include references to wishing he'd said things when he'd had the chance. And never expecting to lose his best friend. I mean, that's like... Okay, but that is a generic pop song. Yeah, that's a generic... <laughs> mid-2000s emo song. Or is it, he's like, I finally feel safe enough to speak the truth within the cliche of popular music and people will never know it, but I will know it. I mean, she recorded the theme tune to the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> and if that's not going to break anybody, I think that is just... <laughs> this is this is my career done now. This is me gone. I mean, I'm glad I'm getting you on board, Ryan. Okay? Okay. <laughs> but... What of Avril's doppelganger? Did I hear that she's referred to as Melissa? I know this, it's so Melissa, I love it. It, it is, it, that's, that's indeed. It's speculated that this ringer's name is Melissa after Avril, or Melissa, was photographed with that name written on her hand. Mm. Maybe she was just trying to hold on to some last vantage of her own true identity. I don't know. And she's but, so dumb, she's like, what is my name? Oh yeah, Melissa. <laughs> I checked the note that I like, myself. Maybe, maybe it was like a note to herself to ring Melissa. Like, I, when I wanted to buy a record, I've written a nice name in my hand before, so I've had like Okay, a, a but not in a professional in photo shoot. I've seen that photo, and it's done in Sharpie, and it's a professional photo shoot, and she's holding it up for people to look at. That. That's not an accident. Maybe it's a charity. Chris Martin did those lines on his hand. Maybe it's like Melissa Charity. I don't know what Melissa does, but like it's a charity. I think we all know what Melissa does. She Melissa's a fan of me. <laughs> Maybe she's a fan of the early works of Melissa McCarthy, but can't remember the actress's name. I mean, name. who is there as a reminder? It's like, Melissa McCarthy, she's going to be bridesmaid, so I need to watch that. See, now I want to go into a whole theory about was Avril Lavigne a fan of Gil- uh, Gilmore Girls? Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, who was it? Though? Yeah, true. <laughs> I feel the timelines match up there. Okay, so there are supposedly numerous telltale signs which support the theory that the record label pulled the old switcheroo between <laughs> Apple and Melissa. So, did you write that sentence? Yes, I did. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, so I have a list here of the of the the, the telltale signs. So first is okay. I have to get my phone out for this one. A noticeably different nose. <laughs> okay. So I'm <laughs> I mean, that means 90% of Hollywood have been replaced at some point. I was going to say, do you remember the Renee Zellweger? Just be mindful, it's a gay man's phone. Don't swipe left, don't swipe right, just look at the photo. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could be photoshopped. But... Let's pass it around. Okay, and see what the I'm gonna go. I'm going. gonna look for the shape of the lips. Are the same. Well, yeah, but that's because I said no, it's not lips. <laughs> if anybody wants to hear that squeaking in the background, what it is, it's Scottish. Yeah, sorry, it's not. It, it, yeah, it's my chair. We're not recording this on a pirate ship. It's just the chair. I've looked at the photo and oh. I suddenly locked your phone um, <laughs> <laughs> because I was so. I still have such adrenaline and finally finding the truth. He wanted um, to swipe, that's what it was. So your phone protected itself. I, I'm saying now, 100%, that's a nose job. I think it might or, just be lighting. No, it's that's a nose job. It's, or, not, it's not the same nose. Or is it chicanery? <laughs> <laughs> it's a nose job. I feel like if you were to switch... Uh, one, if your best friend... Because Melissa's supposed to be like her BFF or whatever, right? Right. Or her replacement. Yeah, but... You missed the obvious one to start off with, which is not the nose. It is the mole above the nose, which has appeared during this transformation. This is, this is another... This is another... No uh, one can get a look at that. So, so I, ha- I, I do have another photo showing a ri- original recipe Avril with a clear forehead and new Avril with a bump above the bridge of her nose. It's an array so. of Avril's. This was the second telltale sign. It was a noticeably different nose, and also, um, and, and there are there's also other photos where there are the uh, Wait, well, all of these marks on her arms appear to have moved, and yeah, all of these have a bump on their nose. Do you know the first one? <laughs> Phil, yeah, she does. Phil, people get older. Like you're going to get more bumps as you move later into your thirties. They've circled for bump. I'm zooming in. Uh, my Brazilian's not very good. Do you want me to try and read it? What's it? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. It says... It says... It says we photoshopped that because there's no bump there. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well that's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> have you just disproved your own theory? No, I, I think I found... I think I must have like downloaded that from a site that was trying to disprove the theory. Yeah. Also... So that, that's propaganda, that's fake news, don't listen to that. Really. The bump on her nose could be, that to me looks like a spot that's been covered with concealer. And some women, before their periods, get exactly the same spots in the same places. So it could just be, it's a reoccurring spot. And that's a very common place to get it, like on your forehead. If it's a very common place to get it, two separate women could get it in the same place. So yeah, you are could. you are lending credence but, like, to my theory. But isn't it more likely that it's one person? <laughs> like it could be two people. But isn't it more likely to be one woman's PMS symptoms? I mean, yeah, it would be very likely that you know she hadn't died and been replaced. But this is what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> okay, 
Um, so, I respect that. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so um, following on from the first two albums, on more recent songs, her voice is thinner and seemingly unable to hit the same high notes. Nah, nah, nah. This is, so this is from the Brazilian fans. I mean, I reckon you could train your own voice to sound like somebody else's. I reckon that Melissa's voice is just as good as Apple's was. I, I think it's a case of range because your vocal cords have a set range that you can have, which is why Freddie Mercury was so good because he had such a wide vocal range. But if your vocal range shortens, that doesn't usually happen. You usually have the same vocal range for your life because it's dictated by your vocal cord size. More compellingly, though, a radical change in aesthetic and musical style. So, following, and I, I know what you're about to say. I know I what you're about to say. I am about to say. Artists evolve, they experiment with different styles, but Avril was notoriously anti-pop when she first came onto the scene. She rejected, you know, traditionally girly outfits and backing dances and all that. But from the third album onward, performances and videos have included more conventionally feminine clothing and choreography. She also said she would never wear skimpy outfits and show body. I mean, maybe she evolved as an artist, maybe she decided to embrace and own her sexuality, or maybe she's dead and that's like her double, I don't know. Okay, but Avril Lavigne was what, 18, 17 when she became famous? When I, okay, I, up until about the age of maybe 16, I'm not sure, only wore trousers and exclusively wore trousers. By the next year, I only wore dresses, and I don't even own a pair of trousers now. I only wear dresses. I don't think that's uncommon. It's fair. Guys, Catherine is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Who have you been with this whole time? That's when started going out when I was 19, so you were already dead. I would have already dead. So it's all been a phantom. (laughs) You're the the Chad Kroger of this relationship. (laughs) I don't think it's uncommon. For women to embrace being girly a little bit later because as teenagers they're shamed for being girly and forced to be in this idea of no I'm cool I want people to like me because I'm not I'm not a normal girl I'm not like other girls Maybe she's and then as they get older they are like fuck you patriarchy I'm gonna be girly and cool Kat, I absolutely agree with you that the real villain here is the patriarchy. <laughs> it's the patriarchy that decided that, you know, Avril Lavigne as a girl was a mm. commodity that they just had to replace. So maybe, maybe Avril... Looked, I like that one. Maybe Avril looked at the careers of Britney and Christina, who, from first album Innocence to later albums Full on Sexual, sold more records, record company like, Avril, here you go, this is what worked. It's wrong, but it's... Sex sales, baby. Sex sales. Oh, I mean, I was in, I'm not judging. There's nothing wrong with embracing sexuality. And actually, one of my favourite Avril Lavigne Avril Lavigne songs... One of my favourite Avril Lavigne songs is Hot from the album The Best Damn Thing. Right. That is a banger. Maybe Avril Lavigne looked at the state of punk pop music with bands like Blink 182 starting to wane in their career and thought, I'm jumping off this ship right now mm. and swapping over to be more of a poppy melody. We all know that divas are only amazing because they have like eras and shift. Like Madonna had so many stages, and she didn't die like. And then Kylie times. just copied that stuff. Yeah, like divas I, and pop princesses. They I can't get on to Kylie right now. <laughs> <laughs> she did the Madonna route. <laughs> okay, so most compellingly, my final two pieces. Her height has changed. 
Up or down? <laughs> <laughs> down, and that's that's the unlikely one. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah, but like, like you, look at your granny, man. She gets smaller over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Right? The old age. You're <laughs> not in your early twenties. So. Say, Avril Lavigne's not forty-seven. In two thousand and two, Avril's height uh, was listed on the internet as, and because she's Canadian, it's in metric, one point five eight meters. Google now says it is 1.55 metres. Error? I don't think so. Typo. No, it's a different person. <laughs> so what, that's three centimetres difference? Yeah. Maybe she was wearing heels That's not that much. No, because these days she wears heels and has bigger hair with her new feminine era, so she <laughs> should be taller! Maybe. She should be Taller. Maybe she was wearing orthopedic shoes back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Martin and Stevie, she had Dr. Martin's on. That makes you higher. I've got a pair of Dr. Martin's. I'm a little bit higher when wearing mine. I have a question about who uh, takes the measurements of celebrities <laughs> and when, like, do the, do the Google celebrity hike people come round to your house every ten years and go, yeah, we need to recheck this, you're due for another measurement. Tom, why are you asking me such weird questions? I'm being serious here. <laughs> Did Madame Tussauds have to, like, shave a few inches off the button to, like, keep We've not got bit. enough wax. We need to... <laughs> okay, and my final piece of evidence which I, I believe is all I need to close my case. Mm-hmm. She's never denied it. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when asked in an interview specifically about the theory that she is a clone, Avril, quote unquote, <laughs> simply lowered her head and refused to answer the question. Bam. Thank you for the deafness in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I mean, Jay-Z has never denied being a time-travelling vampire. I mean, yeah. I mean, Maybe they're both true, who knows? To widen the David Bowie connection, she released her first fragrance in 2009 called Black Star. <gasps> no way! I mean, okay. the plot thickens. No, don't say okay as if that's proof. I mean, like... <laughs> It's not uncommon for the whole let's replace somebody because there's the old Macca thing with the Beatles. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Paul McCartney's a very well Like, Macca's dead. I mean, you know, it probably explains why the music went down all over the years. But. It probably explains why Lynn McCartney went away to make sausages. If you want to hear more on that, our first ever episode is The Beatles Never Existed. Ooh. So, check that out. So, <laughs> I think. I think it's not plausible for record companies if they've got a product, so to speak, to want to keep that product in place. So mm-hmm. said with McCartney, they wouldn't have wanted to have a loss of a Beatle because they're the biggest thing in the world. So they would want to have a replacement pool. So it's obviously not true, but it's plausible why a record company would want to keep that. Place. Especially so in 2002, 2003, when she was at that... I mean, obviously, looking back now, it might seem a bit silly, but at that time, she was... On the verge of becoming a global superstar, and they were like, "We can't squander this potential just because you know she's dead." <laughs> yeah, so I, I agree. They, there's a potential that like they could have, for a financial reason and as a product selling purpose, replaced her. But oh, at I the have... same time, the artists, evidence ain't there. Yeah, artists become commodities as soon as they sell their record labels. They become the exactly and of that record. and Avril herself was really quite anti-establishment, and I think that was one of the many things that she really struggled with and rebelled against. You know, 
in the process of making album one and two, all that pressure to conform into what a pop star is, the pressure of fame, and I think that's why she buckled, and that's why she's not with us anymore. Or maybe she buckled and conformed. And had a nose. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think I, I think my version is like way more like my main, realistic. My main problem with the whole oh. thing is, right, so Melissa, but like, according to some people, is like her personal assistant or friend, whatever. And they look really alike, Have right? they ever been photographed together, though? I'm going to Google that. No, that's... But this is supporting your theory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the fact that they've never been photographed together is supporting the fact that they're not real, because Melissa's not a real person. But I'm saying is, what's the likelihood of your best friend looking so much like you but she could be your body double mm. with only a nose job I'm not saying that it was her friend though I'm saying that like they just found somebody oh they found someone that just looked like Avril Lavigne yeah. that much except for the nose but yeah. where are you advertising how? how do you do that Hollywood man like okay I, yeah sorry. like I'm sorry <laughs> are you telling me that like crazy rich white men can't get whatever they want in 24 hours there's yes, probably, I, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the Googling, and apparently Melissa is a clone. See, no, that's, okay, no, 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 that's that's This is a serious podcast. If it was a clone, <laughs> Melissa would be like 16 years younger than April. That's how clone they may works. have rapid aging. I mean, we've all seen the Clone Wars. Let's be serious, right? Documentary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, George Lucas is trying to uncover Hollywood. That's what the Star Wars is. It's all an allegorical tale. So that's my that's my case. I've made it. I mean, the height thing is compelling, isn't it though? Oh, so are we deciding now who 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 who's chatting shit basically? <laughs> I think it's time for a verdict. I think it's time for a verdict. Which one do you think is more likely? I've, so I've, remind us, Kat, what was your theory? Jay Z is a time traveller who used his enormous wealth to go back in time because wealthy people can buy and do anything because they're part of the elite to go back in time to view jazz and other things <laughs> and my theory which you just held back up inadvertently <laughs> is that Avril Lavigne is dead and was replaced by a double because the rich wealthy elite can do anything but then if they could time travel wouldn't they just go back to before she made suicide and go no I think it's more cost effective just to find someone who looks like her I mean, yeah, she's like, one suicidal, all suicidal, maybe, I guess. I'm not that was I... <laughs> Wow. Thanks for doing this. The thing is, okay, I have to say, the Brazilian, fan, the Brazilian fan site, which I found this theory on, was, you know, they said she could have committed suicide. It may just be that she died, accidental overdose, maybe it was an act accident or freak nature or natural causes or whatever. I am not implying, because I don't want to get sued, that she killed herself. I'm just saying that she's dead. Can I just add to Tom and Ryan, because we've obviously got sub through this, what, what, who, who, who's got the right theory? Can we just analyse the sources that we've been provided with here? So we have Brazilian fan site for Phil's theory, and we have TMZ for Cat's theory. No, <laughs> so we, we have the New York I also had photographs <laughs> of, of noses. I mean, there is a Guardian article about it as well. Yeah, and an Emmy. Yeah, but nobody reads enemy anymore. I, I was going to say and vice, but that doesn't help my case. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say replacing Avril is a cheaper option. Thank you. Rather than time travel machine. I just think um, people didn't listen to Avril Lavigne 
because she looked like Avril Lavigne necessarily, if it was for the music, then they've lost that because the person who wrote all the music is dead if they just wanted a pop-punk pop person who looked like her. There's probably a lot of white blonde ladies who would have been willing to do that in 2003. So it's cheaper to just pick up a new one. And... <laughs> <laughs> but from album three onward, the music and style were so, so different. But it was under the brand of Avril Lavigne. And they so, had invested. Mm, it's that sunken cost. The best, so the best damn thing, album number three, was significantly lighter and poppier after it the very dark album. It was very successful as well. And it had a girlfriend exactly. on it. Girlfriend. Uh, maybe maybe that was like yeah. an homage to she was her girlfriend. It was pop songs and it was love songs. There, it, there was no real like angst or darkness on album three. It was like they were like, right, we've, we've got this performer performing under the Avril Lavigne banner, but she can't plumb the depths to do, write those songs. So we're going to just get someone to like write, you know, poppier pop punk stuff for her to do. I mean, I'm sure Melissa could have written some angsty music about how she's lost her identity. Yeah, I mean, maybe and maybe if we dig into Avril's later back catalogue, she could have, you know, but I, don't yeah, know. I, don't have, I only had a morning to prepare for the podcast. <laughs> until we have a podcast where we analyse all of Avril Lavigne's back catalogue, which I feel like is a mini-series waiting to happen. Uh, Lavigne can sleep up. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to put my eggs in the basket here. I think that it's possible they could replace a pop star, but who gives a shit about Avril Lavigne? But this is 2002-2003. That's when everyone did. And I know that, like, time travel, it's obviously shit. It's <laughs> not, but I'm inclined to believe that if Jay-Z had that option, given the, the, the quality of records, and I know he's grown in, but he has put a quality of records out, which has, a quality, has had a quality use of sampling in his records, then I believe that, yes, he possibly could have travelled back in time to have some influence over the music he put out later on down the line. Also, Kanye West, good friend of Jay-Z, very fucking head sample heavy, so... I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting my eggs in Cat's basket. So if we're going down the sample route, does that mean Daft Punk travelled back to like Napoleonic France? You're getting too deep now, right? <laughs> Maybe that's the, the design for the helmet came I'm, from. I'm getting like, evil looks from Phil. <laughs> I think it's Ryan's turn to put his eggs in his basket of choice. Jay-Z, time travel, billionaires, believable. That would explain why Elon Musk's hair's grown back. <laughs> from start off so I can imagine this billionaire's boys club where they do go like let's go time travel back to the 1800s or let's let's just have a weekend away shave them all let, let, <laughs> let's have a weekend away in 17th century France I have one last piece of evidence that might sway I'm not sure that's admissible your <laughs> <laughs> which supports my idea that um, all celebrities can time travel is it Keanu by any chance no it's Nicolas Cage Oh, I've heard about this. If anyone was going to... That's why he wants to steal the Declaration of of Independence. But it's clearly him, but in olden times. That looks more like Lee Pace than Nicholas (laughs) (laughs) Well... Not that, I'm, not that I'm saying Lee Pace can find out either. <laughs> right, do you think there's like a level like Katie Price and Jordan and like Peter and Andre don't get to time travel or they only get to go back a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, it's like Katie Perry can't, but Ariana Grande can. Yeah. yeah. 
But not that it's real, because I, I just remembered I'm, I'm on the other side. <laughs> First, flip back to Admiral Levine. I could imagine a cynical record executive just going to find a replacement very easily after they sunk so much cost into her promotion and her world tour. Because that million pound contract isn't just how much they spent on her. There's going to be album fees, there's marketing costs. There's a whole industry around it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like hundreds of people would be employed just because this celebrity is performing music. It's kind of like you get your tour manager, everybody else. So I can imagine if it happened at a critical moment, just like before the World War, and she passed away, and they had a close look like you who could sing reasonably enough. And because we all know live music is never as great as a studio album, so you could possibly get away with that. Wouldn't wouldn't her death make her more of an icon, though? And you'd be able to no. ship more copies of what probably is a shoddy second but album. If, but yeah. if you just sunk millions upon millions of pounds into getting a world tour scheduled... And you couldn't get a third album out of a dead girl. Yeah. But surely, you would schedule a lookalike to do the tour and then say she died at the end of the tour. Plausible. Or, they got Melissa to do the tour, realised, oh god, she's good, she's fooling everyone. Let's keep this going. Three-year gap as well, three-year gaps. That's a long time for a studio album. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm for call, a pop record, three years I'm calling bullshit on it. I'm, the, I'm like the celebrity age and people getting money for selling their stories. Some fucker would be like, nah, fuck this, I'm just going to like reveal that like Avril Lavigne popped the clogs and that somebody was sold stories. Well, well, maybe that's how the theory got out in the first place. You didn't yeah. know that. Maybe. This was, this was pre- They had to run to Brazil. Maybe it's too late because it's kind of like we're 15 years down the line now for us to say, yeah, she actually died 15 years ago and there's been a replacement for 15 years because people are going, bullshit, 15 years to get that story out? Exactly. So, which basket are you raising? I'm going to go and support Phil. But, Jay-Z is a very faint plausibility. But he's signing with me. Yes. Okay. Um, Tom? You've got the casting vote. Oh, I didn't want the casting vote. <laughs> I wanted just a normal vote. Ah, um, yeah, I just feel like Avril Lavigne, yeah, if she was dead, you could go, oh, she's dead, everyone buy her album, and you could get a very quick surge of profit that you could then put into a new artist who was basically the same. Maybe that's cynical, I don't know. Whereas, um, yeah. Time travel's fine, I guess. I kind of agree. I think it's much more likely they found a clone of Avril Lavigne than invented time travel. So, I'm not even siding with my own theory. Okay, I'm going to support Kat then, just because she doesn't support herself. So, Phil, you now have the deciding vote on your own theory. Yeah, I absolutely vote for my own theory. I didn't realise that me and Kat could vote. I don't think you could either. Oh, I I thought we'd finished voting and I was just like, just throwing in my piece, but yeah. So it goes three to two towards Avril Lavigne being dead. Yes! Well and rest in peace, Avril. But we do believe Jay-Z can find girl. I know what, I mean, like, let's call it a draw. I think both of these things, the, the evidence is... We have probable cause, you know, to, to believe both. Let's just call it, let's draw my... They're both bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us in. Where can we find Cat's Curiosities online? 
Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. We're on Podient, um, and you can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Casts. Uh, what are the other ones? Stitcher. Um, mm. <laughs> other podcast places. Also we're on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Um, at Cat's Cab underscore Pod, I think. On, on Twitter uh, yeah do that where can we find Peaky Brummy I just want to say we haven't done it for a while yeah Cat on our show when Tom used to come in at the end of the show we used to just put him on the spot and ask him awkward questions oh yeah just to make him feel uncomfortable <laughs> in a segment called I had a question for Tom come on and we'd Hooray. like to play that game because we've uh, not played it in a while um Tom I have a question I have a question for Tom Caban do you have a question for Tom Caban is you Harry Potter? <laughs> is that Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> I'm not, as I was telling the others during the break earlier, um, I used to get called Harry Potter a lot because I wore glasses. I was called Harry Potter by a lollipop man and then being bullied by men who guide children across the road safely. I think you know kind of what rung of the ladder of life you're on. You are, you're on the ground under the bottom one. I am, yeah. <laughs> I have a question for Tom for mom. Hello. If you could travel back to any period in time, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. I kind of, you know what? Apart from kill Hitler, which obviously should be, you know, option one. <laughs> All right. Like no, one, no one's grading you on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give that an eight. <laughs> um, I'd go back to around when I was born, not to see the actual birth, but I just <laughs> <laughs> no, not the birth itself. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, just to see myself as a young child, because like, you don't remember that. What like, happens though is like somebody sees you looking at you as a young child and reports you. Oh, like, no, nobody reported it back then. It's fine. Um, that your mother brings her child home, cradled in her arms, and then Tom Clavon's waiting with his hands in his coat pockets around the corner, just going. Don't mind me, just want to see the baby. <laughs> I just feel like I've lost out on three years of memories that are mine. <laughs> three memories of, like, shitting yourself and well, falling over. That's what's made me who I am today, so I feel like I should know. What was that Ben Affleck movie where he goes to somebody else's house for Christmas because he grew up there? And this is going to be like the point you said earlier when nobody knew what you were on about again. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like you just watched a different, like, parallel universe of TV that we did. It's think. a real thing! I sure. don't understand that reference, Ryan. <laughs> if Keith was here, it'd be fine. But to answer Tom Clavon's original question, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Geeky Brummy. Consistency. Indeed. And also we are on iTunes and Podbean and... Wherever, Spotify. Spotify and wherever you find yes. podcasts. Premium, amazing Google podcast content. If you yeah. use the new Google podcast app, it's quite nice. Basically just like, open your front door and shout, Geeky Brummy! into the ether <laughs> and we will find you. Keith will run down with his Omnicord and play YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but where can we find all that personal social media? Because we never really promote them. Anymore. I think after everything we said on this show, do we want people <laughs> <laughs> I want people in my mentions agreeing with me about Avril Lavigne. Honestly, <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, we're on to something here. So I am on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L. Ellis with two. Of course you went first. Ginger guy, blue tick. Just to cover off the usual. Yeah. Or, yeah. Just look for the guy shamelessly promoting all of his bylines in his bio, and that's me. <laughs> Kat, where can we find you online? Or do you want to declare I your personal I don't have a Twitter. Um, 
I, I don't really have social media except for Facebook. And I'm very difficult to find because my name is so common, so... And also you don't want strangers to be friends with you. <laughs> Just follow the cat. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use the cat's cabinet Twitter to do all my Twittering, so... so and that's cat's cabinet underscore pod. Uh, something like that. <laughs> I think wow, I am very on the other you are. I think it's at catscab underscore pod. Oh, oh so close. So My close. own Twitter is at Tom underscore Clabon, and if you can spell Clabon, then you deserve to follow me. Um, C-L-A-B-O-N. You start it for them. <laughs> What's your improv company called as well? Uh, f- uh, they're called Fat Penguin Improv. I don't know the handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, okay, we're not very good at social media. If you haven't gathered this by now, it's Cat's Cabinet underscore Pod. I um, was right. I was right. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry. glad. I, <laughs> I don't act ourselves very much. So. Guy, where can we find you? Uh, not on Twitter. Don't tweet me. Guy, what happened? Uh, look at me on Instagram because I'm a serious record collector and I post good shit. That's right, good shit. Uh, <laughs> you want records? Look at my collection. You'll want to buy them. So, but not off me because I had actually had that one. Somebody was like, "Could I buy a record off you?" I was like, "Fucked." So, yeah, you can look at all my record collection vinyl. I hate Instagram. Where can we find you, Ryan? You can find Ryan Parrish making a confession in an inflatable paddy power. <laughs> you can find my personal Twitter at Ryan Parrish, yes. Or you and the school people can bow down. Oh my god! Only a doctor, that was me, Mr. Ryan Parrish. You have been holding this over me for literally you've years got, now. You've got a blue tick, I've got no underscore. That's. <laughs> Sorry, did you say tick? Yes. Right. Blue tick on Twitter. Huh? Yes. You can find my food blog where I'll be tweeting abuse at Greg and John from MasterChef, probably <laughs> in the near distant near future at Robbie Gormond. Thanks to Tom and Kat for letting us come and trample all over your your <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice your show yes. out podcast and letting us invade it. It's just like we kick the door open. Yeah, we, like, we, like, we, like, we like this idea, but we can't quite steal it for our show. I'm really sorry. Like we we were going to behave, <laughs> and then it kind of just all got away from us. Well, thank you for letting us come and join in the shenanigans. I, you you two look like that dog picture where this is fine and the house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call our guests dogs. <laughs> Hang on, whose guests are who though? I'm confused. Well, you're a guest on our We're, podcast, yeah. so it's, 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 you know what? It's, it's like when like two couples like swing who's a guest in whose home (laughs) (laughs) it's mutual it's a crossover it's consensual we're all grown ups here I'm glad that this podcast was consensual (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks very much we use protection on the microphones they have got covers on (laughs) (laughs) good well with that uh, I think we'll wrap up yes thank you for joining us Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.